not that track, okay? But the one-track mind of reaching people with the gospel for the glory of God. That's what we set out to do. And so early on, we had a lot of people come here from other churches, and most people who came here had been in church before. And, and so thank goodness there were some people who came who weren't, who had been out of church or weren't in church before, um, but but there were a lot of people who came from other churches, and I just believe that's a way God provided for the start of the church. But when people would come here and they would sit in class 101 in our membership class, and I still talk about it when we have class 101, I talk about how that you're moving from being a consumer of church, being a consumer spiritually, to being a contributor and I would let them know that you're moving from what's in this for me to what can I provide, how can I contribute and advance the mission. And you're going from being one who needs to be reached to being one who reaches. And so from the one the mission is about to being a missionary, literally. And so we want our people to have that missionary mindset. And even when the circumstances aren't ideal, like right now, like how things are for us, and everyone is isolated because of sickness. Uh, I told Nikki, and I've told some others, I think it was interesting that what a time to start a series on evangelism, you know, on, on sharing your faith and telling others about your faith when we're told to stay away from each other and we're isolated from each other. It's, it's a, a unique time, and God has his ways, but I think maybe that's to keep us from retreating too much, but overcoming barriers and seeing God work in ways maybe we've not seen him work before. But we'll continue to find all means possible and tell people about Jesus. He is the security we have for such a time as this. So maybe that verse that we're in that we'll talk about here in just a minute again, by all means possible, is very relevant to right now because we are having to find new ways. And so I probably, you know, back then when people came, I probably scared some people off from saying to be a, a member here is to be a missionary in this community and what and do whatever we're called to do whenever wherever we may be called. And so outward, outward focus is always what we've been. And that doesn't change for us until Jesus returns. People are searching. They're open. People are hurting. I think people are more open than we think they are. And we have the, the message from the one who is the answer to all that, who is the answer to the searching, the seeking, the hurting uh, and the lack of purpose, as we talked about last week, trying to find that one thing, as, as we talked about last week. And I want you uh, to get uh, the message that they need to them, and that's what we've been talking about and what we will continue to talk about. Um, and, and, and so I, I, don't, I don't want you to get to heaven and your declaration be, well, man, I, I went to the next, I, I went to the, you know, several different really cool churches. I went to the coolest churches in my, in my area uh, over my lifespan of being a Christian. I, I went to this one for a while because it had the, the best music and it was cool and they had all these programs. And then I went to this church because that one wasn't really 
doing things then the way I wanted, so I went to this other church because I liked it better, and you church hopped around and did the consumer thing, and you get to heaven and go, man, I was a part of seven really cool churches in my lifetime, but yet you would get to heaven and say, I did everything that I could to reach people for Christ. I did everything in my lifetime I could to get the message of Jesus, the message, his message of salvation to people in my lifetime. So last week I introduced our key verse in the series, key scripture. It's actually a couple verses, and it, and where that comes from, where by all means possible comes from. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 19, and we're going to look at verse 22 and 23, it said, Though I am free and I belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the weak I became weak, skipping down to verse 22, to win the weak. And in between there he goes into all these types of people he goes to and he's, he's this way with these people to, to win some of those to Christ. He's, he's, he, he then identifies with these people. He doesn't become those people, but he identifies with those people. We'll talk more about that in a moment. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. By all my possible means I might save some. Not, not by all my possible means I might convert some people to a religion. Not by all possible means I can get more numbers on our on our role at church. Not make my not by all possible means. I make myself look good, like I'm super Christian, and and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. But that I might that but that I do all things that by all possible means people might have a relationship with the one they're made by, and that they're made for, and that they'll trade up to a life in Christ. And, and all those references go back to last week. And most times we don't talk about our faith because we don't know what to say to people, right? There's a lot of times we just don't know how to, you, you know, you get nervous about opening that topic of Jesus because it, it can be polarizing for people and we get nervous about it. You don't know what questions people will ask, what tough issues of the scriptures they might throw at you. Is there any, you know, just comment on there, you know, is there any of you, I can't, it's awkward for me because it's like four people sitting in here that were in the band and Rita to preach to, so it's kind of awkward because usually I would go, raise your hand if, so we're like right now I'm struggling with what I should do, um, but they're there, okay? Um, Hannah didn't get me the cardboard cutout she promised to have out here for me, okay? But, just just comment do, do you not get nervous i mean i'm the i'm the preacher and there's times when i'm uncomfortable with it and there's a lot of times where i get a little nervous i'm like do i open that uh topic of jesus right now or not does anybody else get nervous about that at times or is it just me you get nervous it's not because i'm afraid of not knowing the answers that they may pose it's not because i'm just i want to I'm often nervous. I don't want to hurt this relationship and, and polarize somebody away from me because I bring it up. So I'm, I look for their indications to me to say that they open that door and start to, you know, there's a spiritual door that's opened. Follow the Holy Spirit. You get, you, we'll talk about that a little bit in a, more, in, in a moment. But it, it's, you just don't know. 
you know, what hurts or emotional issues they might have from the past, bad church experiences. And so you might bring that up and man, it just, it causes that emotion. So a lot of times we cower down, we just kind of shrink back and man, I'm just not going to bring anything up in that, on that level. But if you have been changed by Jesus, you have a simple statement that can't be argued with. You have a simple story that can't be argued with. And that is, Jesus changed me. It's a story of grace. It's a story of the gospel. It's, it's to say, I love Jesus, and he changed me. Like, how does someone argue with that, right? Just like last week, I told you that I loved coffee. Um, not as much as I love Jesus, okay? But the point is, is that you can't argue with that. Like, I, I really do like coffee, right? Sorry, just talking about it made me want some, okay? You can't argue with me about, man, I, I love coffee. You can't talk me down from coffee. Like, no, Marty, you don't like coffee. No, Marty, coffee doesn't really exist, okay? You can't, you can't talk me down from coffee. You can't say, I don't love coffee. That's just something you can't argue with. And you can't tell me, like somebody can't argue with me and say, no, you, do, you really don't love Jesus, Right? I mean, I mean, we'll talk about that more in a minute because you might say, well, yeah, they could because they say, look at your actions. It doesn't show it. But being in love with Jesus doesn't mean you become perfect. It just means that you love Jesus and you're, you're, the Holy Spirit's working on you. Okay, it's that simple. It's, it's, it's really an irrefutable argument to say, uh, I love Jesus and he's changing me. He has changed me and he is changing my life. And, there's, and I have this hope for what's down the road, and I've, I've got a life that, and a future that I could not have without him. Like, you get, that's just something you, people can't argue with, okay? And when you love Jesus and he changes you, then you have the same argument and become a great wit witness to speak into people's lives to help them find the one thing that matters. Uh, people, people will talk about things they love. I mean, you just listen to people long enough when, you, when you're around them, and you'll find out what they love. But if you have a story of grace, then you have a wonderful story to share, okay? Paul, who wrote that, what we read earlier, tells his story of grace in 1 Timothy 1 in a real concise way. And I love the way he says this. So if you look in 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 12, this is wonderful, okay? He says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, putting me into service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant. Isn't that awesome? With the faith and love which are found in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus. Paul said, says in here, of all sinners, of, of every sinner that ever has been, I was the worst. He's, he's claiming here to be the guy at the back of the line that should ever be forgiven or given grace or mercy or be accepted by God. He was a blasphemer. I mean, he spoke against 
Christ. I mean, he was a persecutor of Jesus. Jesus, when he had that miraculous change, when Paul intersected with with Jesus and during his conversion, Jesus says to him, why are you persecuting me, right? I mean, he was a persecutor of God himself, right? And, and he, was, he was a guy who went around trying to destroy, to kill Christians, okay, who believed in Christ. It, a violent aggressor, it says in here, right? He says, I was the worst. Paul says, whatever you have done, what, whatever you think your sin is, Paul says, I was worse, okay? I, I, I was worse. I was as bad as anyone doing terrible things. But by God's grace, which was bigger than my sin, he says abundantly more, God's grace was so much bigger than any wrong I could ever do. God's grace is bigger than any sin you could commit. You, you can't out God's grace, okay? You can, you can reject the Holy Spirit, that's the, the thing that, that really, that's where it's like, that's the unforgivable thing, right? As I did a message on that some time ago, because the Holy Spirit leads you to repentance and enables you to, to get that. So that refutal of that. But actual sinning, like you can't sin more, you can't out-sin God's grace. It, 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 you can't sit back and say, well, Marty, you don't know what I've done. God can't forgive me. Yes, he can. Okay, he can your, your, your power in your sin is not greater than Christ's power and what he has done. What you have done does not outweigh what he has done. You just have to receive that, repent, and turn from that sin. And it, and it so far, it trumps. You can't trump Jesus, okay? You can't say you and your actions are more powerful than Jesus and his actions on the cross, Okay? But he goes on to say in here, in verse 16, he says, Yet for this reason I found mercy. Yet for this reason. Good question there. For what reason? I found mercy. So that in me as the foremost, because I was the, the biggest sinner, the foremost of sinners, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example to, for those who would believe in him for eternal life isn't that awesome now listen listen where he goes like earlier i was saying if you got christ in you there you just can't help but at times just to respond and praise listen to where he goes he gets cranked up because he's telling this story of grace of his and he says now to the king eternal immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen you just you see what happened there at the end it was amazing he couldn't help but praise god for what jesus had done for him but the change, what Paul is saying is the change in him is irrefutable. You can't argue with Paul's change in his life. How do you argue with that? Like you 